Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. It's Pharrell on a bench, coast to coast in the biggest way possible, hanging out the bad seat, broken in a bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad others, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell palace, right across the river and through the woods from where Granny loves her vaporizer with her whiskey sour before dinner in New York City, the Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags to break in traffic. Some kind of fashion shake it up should do bit. All my friends that come around, flats and flats and party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess is town to tatter. My brain splattered all over Manhattan. Should do be shake it Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High, Mafia, Joe Ranieri, and South FLA with all of that gorgeous <laughs> We got a great show for you today. And we got a lot of birthdays too. DJ, Ian Kinsler. Uh, remember Champ Bailey, Kurt Warner, Randy Couture, Clyde the Glide, Drexler. We'll have Ariel Epstein from the morning after joining us momentarily. She'll be on the show rocking. We'll talk baseball with Ariel. And there's a lot to talk about. Players delaying the vote. Virus tests coming up positive all over the place. They're closing cactus and grapefruit spring training facilities in Florida and Zona. We'll talk about new extra inning rules. Yankees Mets, are they going to train in New York? It looks that way. Addison Russell, how the mighty have fallen. We'll talk Griffey Jr., his grudge with the Yankees. Kirk Gibson, Nelson Cruz, the Dodgers, all on today's C to C. Plus, Adam Silver, confident in the restart plans the NBA have, despite the spikes in Orlando. And those cases are still soaring in the sunshine state. Justice Winslow doesn't know if the bubble plan is even worth it. Lou Williams, sweet Lou, he's 50-50 on returning. Bam Adebayo says the players want to get back on the court. Teams can increase the number of coaches to 10 starting tomorrow. We got your NBA draft moving back one day. They lock in their dates for transaction window. The draft free agency will do all that, plus the salary cap. It'll remain the same for next season at $109 million. The Rockets, are they going to sign Tyler Johnson for the playoffs? Does that even matter? Clippers are going to sign uh, Joaquin Noah for the remainder of the season and their run. The Clippers, uh, in a simulated game that everybody's buying into for some reason, uh, they win in Game 7 in Milwaukee, so Clippers-Bucks was the final. Steve Kerr expects a big bounce-back year from Draymond Green next season. Kobe's title ring given to his father going to be auctioned off. I'm hearing somewhere in the neighborhood of a quarter of a million dollars. I don't know if you saw Snoop Dogg's song for Kobe at the ESPYs. I didn't watch the ESPYs. But I watched that uh, Snoop Dogg video for Kobe, and I thought it was just absolutely fantastic. Way to go, D-O-double-G. Jamal Adams, uh, he wants to play for the Cowboys. Too bad the Jets own him. I think they should just leave him in prison, use him, uh, play him. It doesn't matter what he wants. They got him for two more years. 
And I don't even think I'm wrong about that. They got him this year and next year. And uh, this guy wants to play on all the best teams in the league, wants to play back in his hometown of Dallas. Anything else we can get you? Jamal, is there anything else we can do for you? You want some uh, hors d'oeuvres delivered to your house? How about a new uh, hot tub in the backyard? You want us to get you that too? I mean, these guys complaining. It, it, you know, it's unbelievable, especially now with all these baseball players whining and you got a guy on the Jets whining. What pro athletes aren't whining these days? Cowboys stunned by Dak's stance on the length of his new contract. He wants four years. They want five. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates here on Coast to Coast on Sports Grid. Good to have you with us today on a Monday. Uh, Pats and Giants let season ticket holders skip the season if they desire. Do you think teams should all do that? We'll ask that today on C2C. McCourty Brothers cautious of the NFL's return. There's Bucks players testing positive for COVID. Cam Hayward doubts the Hall of Fame game can be played between the Cowboys and Steelers. Ironhead Hayward will be honored at Pitt. You remember Ironhead? NFLPA recommends players stop working out together. Dallas Goder, did you see that guy get sucker punched? Joe Judge is pleased with Daniel Jones. Thomas Dimitrov not shying away from big expectations in the NFC South for the Falcons. And then Trump goes after the NFL and Goodell at his rally in Tulsa over the weekend. Gerald McCoy keeps the pressure on Jerry Jones. Landing spots for Josh Gordon if he gets reinstated. We'll talk about that. McCaffrey and Shaq Thompson team up for charity. Washington Post editorial board renews their call for the Redskins to change their name. I got a funny story about that today uh, with Daniel Snyder. Later in the second hour with Rick Harrow, hopefully I'll remember to bring it up. I golfed with Harrow yesterday, and he was telling me about uh, Dan Snyder, and it's pretty cool. Uh, Webb Simpson wins at Hilton Head. Kansas State stops workouts after 14 positive tests. LSU, 30 positive tests. Clemson, like 28 tests positive. A new flurry of these positive tests. A lot of people are worried now about college football. Mississippi State running back uh, Keelan Hill. Uh, he says uh, he's not going to play unless they get rid of that Confederate flag. And former Florida State player starts a petition to rename Dope Campbell Stadium. And we're going to talk about that Oak State hoop star, five guard, uh, that five-star guard, uh, Cade Cunningham. He's going to stay in Stillwater and not transfer. So we'll get into everything. Blades winning the UFC. We'll talk Dana White. We're going to talk about uh, another card this Saturday. Islanders, new home. I saw that shoot up. Tis the law. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk boxing. We're going to talk about the NASCAR race going on at Dega right now. You name it. We're even going to talk about Pulisic today. Big game for him over the weekend. Plus, crazy blotter death and this day in sports all today on sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com hey everyone it's michelle williams and i love being able to share my story with you on my podcast checking in with michelle williams where my guests and i get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys and i'd love for you to join me i'm still on my own journey but i want to be transparent with you because as i was posting all the highlights of my life on social media i was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn-up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pharrell with you. I'm watching uh, Dega. I got a little action going on here at uh, the NASCAR race. And then I'm watching Man City just destroying Burnley 4-zip in the Premier League. 
And uh, I love it. On a Monday afternoon, I got all that going on behind me. It's fantastic. I can't get enough of it. All right, Ariel Epstein, of course, the great host of the morning after on Sports Grid. She joins us now. She's been on uh, Coast to Coast many times. How you doing, Ariel? What's up, Scotty? It's been a while. I hope you had a great Father's Day, and I hope no random kid showed up saying Happy Father's Day <sighs> to you at your doorstep. Jesus, I can see that happening to me, honestly. Like, I've always uh, worried about that. A knock on the door, like twins, 20-year-old twins that say I owe them back pay for 20 years. Some chick I used to date. I have that nightmare every year. Uh, So uh, let me ask you, yeah, Father's Day was great. I I went golfing. It was uh, fun. So, uh, And I usually don't go golfing, so I had fun golfing, and and I cheated all day. It was fantastic. All right, so uh, let me ask you, first of all, uh, I think they're going to vote today uh, in about an hour on the 60-gamer in baseball. Uh, You think they're going to turn it down again, and we're just going to continue this uh, problem that's been ongoing? I can see them turning it down, unfortunately, Scotty. It just I have no optimism for Major League Baseball at this point. It seems as if the Players Association wants to file this grievance, which I know that they said they wouldn't, and then they could get a billion dollars if they were to have filed it. I hope that there's a season. I hope everyone can put things behind them and say, let's do it for the better of Major League Baseball. What I know is that a lot of these players have been worried that the owners are going to be more enticed to end the season early because the owners didn't want to play more games. And if that's the case, the players are concerned that they're not going to get the pay that they thought they would by taking the risk and playing this season because the players are going to be paid per game. And I think that the players don't want any of these new, you know, the universal DH to go away. They don't want the expanded playoffs to go away, which is what the commissioner, Rob Manfred, said would happen if the season were to end early. So uh, I got to tell you that, uh, you know, the bottom line is today's like the 22nd. And so a week from today would be the date that they wanted to start the second spring training. Let's say phase two, because they already did it once. Right. So that's a week from today. And then they would start allegedly around. That was their plan. Right. July 16th. There is no way I believe that that's happening. Is is that not like how's that going to happen? You you have to get. All of these players to their location, which it seems because all of the spring training facilities are closed in Florida at the current moment, that all of the Florida spring training teams are at least going to go back home. That's bringing all the equipment home. That's figuring out where players even are at this point and making sure that they have a safe way of traveling to their locations. I think that a week's time is crazy. However, in contrast to that, there are so many MLB players that have to worry about when they're traded. They have to move within 48 hours. Maybe it's something that they're good at, but a whole team is a lot. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think they could actually pull it off. They hate each other so much. Uh, I don't think they can agree on what airport to use, let alone if the sun's out, if it's partly cloudy, if it's raining. They agree on what time to vote. <laughs> I mean, it's awful. Now, let me ask you. So when you saw the Florida, the grapefruit and the cactus, Arizona uh, shutdowns, like I think it was it started Friday. Right. And Saturday. So when that all happened and you saw those spikes over the weekend, the gigantic spikes in numbers of covid in those states. And, and those are like the two highest spikes in the country in those two states. When you saw that happen, did you think that they would uh, possibly just not even play baseball at all now? I didn't think that it was going to be the end-all be-all by seeing the spikes because, again, I think it was positive that the teams do have the opportunity to go back home. What I think is nerve-wracking is for the travel purposes and making sure that these teams can still travel to other stadiums. As we know, Major League Baseball was the one sport adamant about not putting themselves into a bubble, as they once said they could have in Arizona. That means that you have to make sure all these players have safe places, safe ways to travel and safe places to stay when they do travel. And that is now very concerning for me. I do, however, remember I was thinking about this with the NBA, too, because where world where Walt Disney World is isn't where the biggest amount of infections have been. NBA and Walt Disney World in Central Florida has about 4,500 cases, whereas there's other parts of the state which ends up making a total of 94,000 so far in this spike. 
it's not as many where Walt Disney World is. However, where these spring training facilities are is where the spike has been. We saw the Philadelphia Phillies had one of the biggest spikes of the organizations in Major League Baseball. I'm concerned, but the problem here has not been as much about the health as it's been about the money. The players have been concerned about the money all this time, and then the health kind of felt like that argument came second. If we're going to come together on an agreement on full prorated salaries for 60 games, but now we're not going to be able to agree on the health part. Has the health part even ever been discussed through these negotiations? That's what's alarming to me. Yeah, that's a major problem because uh, they don't give a damn about, they really don't, about the COVID. You're right. It's been an argument about money the whole time. But I think the COVID is the problem now. We already know they can't agree on numbers of games or money or uh, anything. I'm surprised they don't argue about extra inning rules or the DH or expanded playoffs. All they do is argue about the number of games and the money. Now, let me ask you this question. I heard a lot of people today say that, uh, the NBA, if, if Orlando's a mess, you know, that they should move to New York. And then everybody said from the NBA, that's not happening. We're staying in Orlando. Now, let me ask you, do you think because New York is so clean right now, it's like the only place in the country that doesn't have a problem with it. And the Yankees and Mets are going to train there. Do you think that baseball should play games in New York? Well, what I thought was very interesting was that if you go back to about two months ago and we were going to say that New York was going to be the place where people were thinking of migrating to, I think you I would have told you you were insane because New York was supposed to be the most dangerous place in the entire world. Now we're hearing that people don't feel as unsafe in New York. Well, tennis players don't feel that way because tennis players are trying to figure out if they want to play in the U.S. Open in September with no fans. I think that baseball will be played in New York. I think that especially when you're dealing with the New York Yankees, who, again, they're um, the president, Randy, De- Randy Levine, was the lead negotiator in the 1994 Major League Baseball strike on the MLB side. He's going to try to find a way to get baseball in New York. I never thought that the Yankees and Mets wouldn't play in New York. Again, it comes down to making sure that the teams are safe where they stay. My other my other thing that I question is because the NBA and the NHL are going to be in these bubbles where players can't come out. In Major League Baseball and even the NFL in September, there's no discussion on players being quarantined. Players can come to the stadium. They go home every day. They see their family every day. Who knows who else is coming to their house? So I'm a little concerned as to you know not being in a bubble, but I do think the bubble is unrealistic when you're playing a full season. So respectfully, I got 90 seconds. Uh, did that make you mad listening to Ken Griffey for 24 to 36 hours talking about how much he hates the Yankees? Because I wanted to punch him in the face. You know, uh, <laughs> you, 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 gotta, you just got to let these grudges go. No one ever wants to live with a grudge, Scotty. Come on. Listen, I hold a grudge like a, an Italian woman for 11 years or longer. Uh, so what did you think of Nelson Cruz, all the work he did in the DR and the Dodgers? They got uh, awards at the ESPYs for all their uh, work in the communities. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I think the thing that has stood out to me the most in this time is that we're seeing people – do all of these nice acts, and I think that nice acts are starting to really take the front stage. And we're learning that sports is about these role models, and it's about setting a good example. And that's why I think with the NBA, when the players say, well, we don't want to play because of the Black Lives Matter movement, we want to be advocates. Scotty, I think that these athletes need to use their stage, and they have to use their platform as a role model to make sure that they are instilling changes and positive ones all around the world. No doubt. Uh, obviously, uh, you're doing a great job on Morning After. Say hi to Smitty for me, Ariel. Great job today on Coast to Coast. Good to see you. Say hi to your dad for me. I will. You too, Scotty. All right. Tell the fine counselor I said what up. All right. So um, I always like Ariel on the show. Uh, we're going to come back. we got a lot to do here. And later, as I told you, uh, Rick Harl in the second era with our sports business and legal insider report. Uh, we'll get into all the NBA next of everything that's happening, players signing. Are they worried about going to Orlando and living in the bubble? It's coast to coast on Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. If Kawhi Leonard somehow wins with the Raptors, goes to the Clippers, carries the crap-ass Clippers, he's starting to get into the conversation amongst the best players of all time with his resume, and he's not even 30 years old. The Sports Grid Network.
watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Hey, sports fans, I'm Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News and Betting Update. You want that capping edge? Get on the grid. Federal authorities confirm they are investigating the discovery of a noose found in the Talladega Speedway garage stall of Bubba Wallace, NASCAR's only black full-time driver who successfully pushed the stock car series to ban the Confederate flag at its venues earlier this month. U.S. Attorney Jay Town in his office, the FBI, and the Justice Department Civil Rights Division reviewing the action. Alabama uh, Governor Kay Ivey said she was shocked and appalled by the vile act against Wallace and Alabama Natum. NASCAR has taken the steps to address racism within the sports since protests began after the death of George Floyd. The circuit also banned the Confederate flag from all races and events beginning this week at Talladega. The NASCAR drivers in solidarity before the race as they push Wallace's car to the front of the grid. We are live now from Talladega. The race is running and Tyler Reddick leads 58 laps in. We'll uh, see. Looks here. The weather could be a factor in this. We'll be on top of it. In the NBA, Washington Wizards forward Davis Bertans won't suit up in the 1920 season when it comes to late July. Bertans, the first NBA player to voluntarily sit out his decision supported by the club, but averaging a career-high 15.4 points for the Wiz. Golden State Warriors associate coach Mike Brown is the latest person to interview for the New York Knicks head coaching gig. The 50-year-old is reportedly the 10th candidate for the job. Memphis and veteran uh, Anthony Toller, Tolliver, they've agreed on a new deal. Dak Prescott signing his franchise tag with the Dallas Cowboys today. The boys have until July 15th to sign their quarterback to a long-term deal in the NFL, directing all teams to develop an infectious disease emergency response plan to contain the spread of coronavirus during training camps according to ESPN each organization will divide itself into tiers tier one players coaches trainers doctors and necessary personnel tier two will consist of GMs football ops assistant coaches not on tier one personal and security and other players close proximity to the players and tier three is house media field managers transport providers and those who perform facility or event services most squads are slated to begin camp on July 28th but the league has yet to confirm this all 32 teams must submit their list seven days before mandatory reporting date for the players. Jamal Adams trying to return home in a video posted Sunday. Adams, a native of Texas, was asked if he was coming back to the Dallas Cowboys. Adams said, I'm trying, bro. Adams has been elected to the Pro Bowl the past two seasons. He had a great season, 75 tackles, six and a half tacks, and two forced fumbles, a pick, and two touchdowns. The Dallas Cowboys, one of eight teams, and police in Aberdeen, South Dakota, arrested a suspect accused of sucker-punching Philadelphia Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard at a restaurant. 29-year-old Kylas Douglas Haleda, he's been charged with simple assault. NHL expanding its Phase 2 opening plan, moving from 6 to 12 skaters on on-ice workout system. Chris Sportsnet, Chris Johnson of Sportsnet. I am Cam Stewart. That is your Sports Grid News Update. Now back to Scotty Farrell on Coast to Coast on the Sports Grid Network. So, Cam, did you uh, – yeah, they, they're in a rain delay at Dega right now. Oh, and uh, so they've stopped it. So Sunday they, they canceled it because of rain. Now it's raining again. And then uh, they're showing Bubba Wallace. What did you think of that story of um, the noose and everything that happened even today when they, all the drivers and crew uh, pushed his car to the front of the pack at, at Dega? I got to tell you, man, like when, when you see something like that, Scotty, it's absolutely sick. And I got to be proud of NASCAR, his colleagues and friends getting behind him, too. That was a really emotional scene, all push, pushing the car to the front. The governor of Alabama's pissed. Everybody's pissed. And for somebody to do something like that is absolutely disgusting. It's abs- it's nuts. And I'll tell you, uh, yeah, the FBI is getting involved now. And it's just disgusting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's there's one thing. I don't even know how, like, I didn't know to describe it, Scotty. It is just so, so bad. And uh, it's just not getting any better. But it's nice that NASCAR is sticking with their boy. And, uh, you know, Bubba Wallace is making a big impact. I got to tell you, I don't believe, uh, you know, I said this on the show several times. You know, when they announced they were getting rid of the uh, Confederate flag, mm-hmm. I said that they were going to have all kinds of problems doing that in the yep. uh, Deep South because, these people, uh, they're radical. And I mean, I'm talking about like the first thing I said was good luck getting those flags out of that uh, infield, let alone outside the racetrack. Like so when they all pull up in their RVs and park before they get into the infield, I can see the uh, police getting rid of the flags in the infield. 
I don't think they'll ever get rid of them outside those uh, racetracks because the people down there, they'll shoot you dead. You try to tell somebody to uh, take down their Confederate flag, they'll shoot you right in the face. And I mean, they are nuts. And I'm telling you, the, a war is going to happen over that flag. And that's why it's every day now. The Mississippi State football player said, I'm not playing yep. if uh, if they have that flag up. And I'm telling you, t- the news, are you serious? Like, I'm not surprised at all someone did it to uh, Wallace. I'll be honest with you because I I think uh, down there, racism has flourished for uh, the history of mankind, and it's not going to go away because they had a few protests around the country. I got to tell you, racism is rampant down there, and especially, I, I don't care what anybody says, it's rampant in NASCAR. Yeah, well said, Scotty. And think about this, too. The mini flags, what are you going to do? Tattoos? Guys taking off their shirts, other stuff like that. Yeah, it's a, it's not that simple. You can find ways to put in flags, find ways to get symbols in. I'm with you. Outside the stadium grounds, the race grounds, you could probably see it if somebody has a gigantic one, but easier said than done. I think it's going to be a real challenge as well. And you know what? But now is the time. These guys have stuck up, and i got to give NASCAR a lot of credit. They've stuck with Wallace, and uh, they're trying to get to the bottom of this thing, and uh, i gotta, I got to believe they will. And you know what? They've stepped up, and I really like what I saw today from the rest of the crew having their bands back. I think it's cool for him. It had to, uh, I know he teared up and got all emotional. Who wouldn't? I think it's great for him. I think that sport, let's say if I were to guess like where they are right now and where they need to be, they need to be at a 10. And right now I still think NASCAR is at a one. Uh, And you know what? I got to be honest. This is the first NASCAR laps I've watched all season. Go figure. It starts raining right when I start getting into watching the race. (laughs) All right, Cam, we'll check you out next hour on uh, Coast to Coast. Thanks, buddy. You got it. Congratulations on your Belmont hit, too, Scotty. Talk to you next hour. I love that Belmont hit. Uh, Marenzi and I hit the exacta, the 8-9 exacta in the uh, Belmont Stakes with uh, Tis the Law and Dr. Post. We were both on it. I didn't know uh, Cam was on it until uh, literally like minutes before the race, I, I knew, or uh, I knew Marenzi bet on it. Uh, but I, I literally, I had it going uh, Friday night. We both did obviously on our shows and uh, we had uh, a lot of betters in terms of my friends going to the window and betting on the horse. And I was all over. I still thought Tisla was going to win that uh, horse race. And he did. In fact, uh, real quickly, all day long favorites were winning the races at Belmont on uh, Saturday. I mean, it was all day. It was like four, five six seven eight nine the, the favorite one almost every single race uh it was crazy watching it and my boy edzo olchek was hitting all the bets i mean edzo was on fire uh hitting bets on saturday i know they didn't pay a lot the favorites but you still gotta bet him you still gotta go to the window you still gotta put the money down so he still had a big day all right carver high let's go on the nba you ready yeah, happy Monday, Scotty. How's it going, buddy? Good Father's Day. Everybody has fun new, new kicks for you, I saw, too. New kicks for you you got oh, yesterday. What'd you get? I got the new LeBron 17s, the white ones. I already had the purple <laughs> ones, the Laker ones. Now I got the white ones. And uh, badass. I told my wife and mother-in-law I'll never wear them ever. I, I like some shoes are so nice you can never wear them. So those will never hit the feet. Those are going up on the wall. They're staying in the box. They're not. Those are just for show. Those Lebrons. They're never. I guess there's so many pairs I have that are so good, that are so nice, that if I wear them, I'll ruin them. So I just don't wear them, and I keep them in boxes, and it upsets everyone that I don't wear them, and that's why I do it to upset everybody. No, I'm sure everybody loves it. Uh, let's stay on the court here. Let's get going. You and Ariel kind of brought it up for a moment here last segment. You know, the NBA, they're pushing ahead, Scotty. Uh, Adam Silver basically said, you know, we know the spikes are there in Orlando and in Florida, but uh, we're going anyway. We're going to make this thing happen, and we're going to get down to Disney World. Uh, it seems like it's full steam ahead, Scotty. I I like their plan better than anyone else's uh, in terms of sports. I'd say uh, the two, you know, three, let's say, best handled sporting events for me have been uh, the NBA's plan and then the execution that the UFC and and top rank have done with the boxing. I didn't think any of the fights were overwhelming in terms of boxing. I thought there were a lot of bad fights, uh, except for Stevenson. I like watching him fight. Most of the fighters were bums, but uh, 
But I thought they did a good job pulling it off. I think the UFC really set the standard in what they were able to do uh, on the road in Jacksonville and at the Apex in Vegas. But the Orlando plan for the NBA, even though it hasn't been executed yet, I think on paper, in the minds of people that are smart, even the CDC and people like Fauci, theirs is the best plan, the safest plan. And I think the other leagues should take a hint from them and do the same thing. I don't think the, the NFL and college football right now, I think their plans are terrible. And it seems too, Scotty, like a lot of the players, you're still getting the mixed reactions. You know, Justice Winslow doesn't know if the bubble plan is worth it. You've got Ben out of Bayou saying, oh, no, the players are eager to get back on the court. You have Lou Williams saying a whole other issue. He's more from the social injustice side. You know, I'm all right, Scotty, hearing from all these players, these, let's be honest, second and third tier players. Wouldn't you rather hear stuff like this from the LeBrons or the Giannis's or, or guys like that? Are those the guys you'd rather be hearing from right now? Well, I think that uh, I would agree with you. I think that those guys are the only thing that matter in the NBA, and all these guys that talk don't matter. I love Lou Williams' game. No one can stop him. There's no doubt about it. Nobody cares what Justin Winslow has to say, to be honest. Uh, I still, you know, the guy's got a decent game. There's no doubt about it, but uh, he's not somebody that I'm falling over to watch. Adebayo, I like his game. I think he's telling it like it is. I think most players do want to get back and play. I mean, it's no different than me. I I've been playing on uh, Saturdays uh, the last few weeks. I'm playing tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. I'm getting a run going uh, bright and early tomorrow. I, I think I'm no different than anybody else in terms of uh, ballers want to play, and uh, they're playing through it. I know guys have mentioned, have you been healthy? Have you known anyone with COVID? Have you been in contact with COVID before they want to play with you? But uh, I like playing. I think the NBA players want to play. I think most of them want to play. I think some of these guys like Kyrie Irving, he's a prima donna. Nothing will ever make that guy happy. So I think it's fantastic. I don't have to watch him play down there, to be honest. I'm sick and tired of him. We talked a couple of weeks ago about how they put the NBA draft the same night as an NFL football game, Bills Chiefs, and the same night as a presidential election uh, debate. Now they've moved that back a day. In fact, Scotty, the NBA has given you, I have for you, all of the key and important dates for the NBA. Here we go. Transaction windows, dates for players to tell teams if they're playing, seeding games when they're starting, draft lotteries, NBA finals game seven, the draft. It's all there for you, Scotty. Are you ready? Are they going to make it happen? I think the draft lottery, when you find out who's going to get the top pick and then the draft on October 16th is all that matters. All the other stuff, uh, no real fan, in my opinion, cares about any of that. Like the transaction window opens. What is this, the Premier League? I mean, no one cares. Show me who's getting the top pick and then show me the draft. That's what I want to see. Yeah, uh, that and them actually getting on the court and playing. Those are the only things that anybody really cares about at this point. You mentioned the computer simulation, uh, the, the Stratomatic game where the Clippers have defeated the Bucks in Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Will this happen in real life, Scotty? Will we get Clippers and Bucks, or is the computer going to be wrong? Well, I'd love to see uh, the Clippers and Bucks. I got no problem with that. I think the league wants the Lakers and Bucks to happen, and I won't be surprised if it does. I, I just have this feeling, you know, they're going to get all the calls. They're going to do whatever they can to bring us that Laker Bucks series, uh, and that's all there is to it. And then all these other teams in the East are going to try to knock them off. And the bottom line is, can they? Can they knock off the Bucks? They're the best team, deepest team. They got the best player in the East. So let's see what they can do. But I think the, the world wants to see the Bucks and Lakers. Uh, but I think the Clippers have other plans. I wouldn't mind seeing the Clippers knock off the Lakers and ruin uh, the NBA and the network television's plans. Your boy Steve Kerr expects a bounce back year from Draymond Green next season. I mean, honestly, Scotty, could it get any worse? How could he not bounce back with the year that that guy had? You mentioned Kobe earlier. One of his title rings given to his father is going to be auctioned off. And you mentioned Snoop Dogg, ESPYs last night. What did you think of the tribute to Kobe? I thought that was the best thing I saw. I love the Snoop Dogg song about uh, Kobe. I thought it was brilliant. Great stuff, great work. I think that song will stick for a long time. People are always going to play that and remember Kobe. Uh, and as far as Draymond Green goes, uh, the only thing that matters, if you ask me, I think he's crucial to that team's success and a great draft pick. If they get the one-two in that draft, 
Uh, I think they're going to be really good again because I think the key component to the entire thing for me is Clay Thompson being healthy. The fact that his knee's good to go and that he's going to go out there and start filling it up again, they're going to be better with Curry and Thompson on the floor. That's all that matters. Green just to do his normal job and they'll be fine. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. So, Carver High, we were watching the rain delay programming for the NASCAR race. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, the programming right now, Carver High? Just come right out with it, otherwise I'm going to. I know that it's a rain delay, and I know that they've got – listen, they've got a lot of things going. They're doing a great job today getting all the drivers out there with Bubba Wallace, and they had a horrible thing happen at their track yesterday. Rain delays, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, do we have to do the – the whole thing about Dale Earnhardt again passing away on the track, like I, we, I get it. Like, can we, can we feature one of the young drivers? Can we get somebody to actually know who any of these guys are? They always go to this well here. I get it's a rain delay. You're not prepared for it. <laughs> give us something else. Just give me something else at some point. That's all I'm asking for. Just give me something else. <laughs> They're running. They're running the death piece. His dad dropped dead of a heart attack. No, I mean, he crashed and died. And this is what we get the day after Father's no. Day. We're watching people dying. It looks like they're tying it in as a Dale Jr. thing, maybe. I mean, they're, they're making it more of a Dale Jr. Maybe we just had our heads turned over with the part about his dad. Obviously. No, just no like, you don't. No, you didn't. Even if no, it's you about, didn't. You're right. It's about, but even if it's about Dale Jr., he, he doesn't he doesn't race anymore in the big circuit, or he doesn't want to race. Didn't he say last week he doesn't want to race at all? Period. I, I I don't know. Just give me a new guy. Can we start learning about the young guys that are involved in the sport so that maybe people will start watching it more? That's all I'm saying. That's it. Something positive. We got all this negative news. We got yeah, nooses. Yeah. We got hate, Confederate flags, uh, racism, and then we go right to the well with the dead people piece. Uh, all right, let's go to the uh, NFL Carver. Here we go. Yeah, Jamal Adams, another favorite of yours lately, and he was seen over the weekend uh, driving around. A fan yelled to him, you're trying to get to the Cowboys? He said, I'm working on that, bro. So Jamal Adams making it very known, Scotty, where he wants to go play football. Well, I don't think I'm uh, wrong in what I said before on the show. Uh, They own him. So this is what it's all about. I mean, you can talk all you want. I want to be traded. I'm not happy. I'm miserable, et cetera. But the facts remain is that they have him, unless I'm mistaken, they have him for two more years locked in. And it is what it is. And if I were them, uh, I'll be honest with you, I would flat out not trade him and, and force him to play. And, you know, if the guy doesn't play and he sits there and holds out and never plays another game and, and you know, pulls one of these Trent Williams deals where he's not going to show up and play football, it's only going to hurt him in the long run. You know why? Because the years fly by. And every year, you know what, you know, look at Darrell Revis. Revis was a great player, a Amazing player, super talented, Revis Island, all the rest. And then what happens when he hit the wall? When he hit the wall, uh, how good was he? 
When he came back to the Jets, how good was he? Here's the deal. You're only great for so long in the NFL. And if you're going to waste your entire career holding out and not playing football or not being happy playing football for the Jets or whoever you play for, time flies, baby, and it'll go right by you, and then you'll be old and washed up, and you won't have the legs you had and speed you had, and you won't matter anymore. You're not going to get the money anyway. He should just play football for the Jets and shut his face. One thing that time has not been flying by on is the long, uh, never-ending 14-month odyssey that has been Will Dak Prescott uh, signing a long-term deal with the Cowboys. I mean, we have done this story, uh, it seems like, for years. Uh, Now the Cowboys are stunned by Dak's stance on the length of his new contract. He's going to sign his franchise tender. He'll make a lot of money this year. Scotty, this has been going on for a long time. Just sign the guy to the long-term deal already. What are we doing here? Well, I think that, uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't disagree with you at all about, uh, we've been talking about this forever, and I'm sick and tired of it. You know, Dak Prescott, this contract has been in the news for the entire COVID uh, window, right? So I'm about done with it. I I don't even care anymore if Dak Prescott signs a contract. I I absolutely, I'm so sick of Dak Prescott, I don't even want to talk about it, but I'll be uh, brief. Here's the deal. I don't think he's wrong. Because if he signs a five-year deal and they could still give him one more tag at the end of it, by the time that's over with, he's washed up. He's already 36, 37 years old. If he does four years, he can get out. I think he's right. I think the kid and his agent are actually right in in that the four-year deal is better for his career because he can play four years, still get one more contract before it's all over but the shouting. I mean, there's a point where you hit a wall in your years. I just said that about Jamal Adams. Same thing, quarterback's even worse. I mean, at, at one point, they just say you suck and you don't matter anymore. Take a look at all these players like Andy Dalton and the rest of them. They just shut them down and then they never play again. So uh, Dak Prescott, I think he's got to get it while he can and while it's hot. And I think that that time is right now. Four-year deal, I think he's right. I think it's a better deal for him. I can see why he's holding out for four instead of five. I see what the problem is, and I think he's actually on the right side of it. A bunch of COVID-related NFL news today, Scotty. We've got two Tampa Bay Buccaneers players who have tested positive. You've got a really nice job by the Patriots and the Giants. They're going to let their season ticket holders, you know, they can bypass this year if they want. They can come back next year. They won't lose their PSLs, et cetera. So nice job by those organizations. Might see other teams do that. And then you've got the McCourty brothers, Jason and Devin, who are both very cautious of the NFL return here. I think everybody's nervous because the norm is that we just got to go to work. We put in a lot of work. We bond together. We lift. You're talking about 32 teams with over 100 members that you have to house. I don't know if it's really fathomable for the NFL to be able to go in a bubble. There's the McCourty brothers for you, Scotty. I have to tell you, uh, you know, on my own time, I've thought about this, right? And I have – Uh, gone over it in my head a hundred times. I'm starting to uh, really show concern for the NFL and college football seasons. Uh, I I have this bizarre feeling that the only thing that's going to actually get pulled off, I think the baseball, I'm starting to feel like I've always felt that they would play. I've always felt that they would do a deal in the 11th hour, a lot like Bob Nightingale, no matter what, they're going to play some baseball season in some capacity or another. Right. But the ones that I think that have the most shot at succeeding are the NHL and the NBA. I think their plans are a little bit better. Definitely the NBA. I think the NHL still fairly weak and that they haven't announced officially these hub cities what are they waiting for the second coming but i have to tell you uh based on the cdc uh the who world health organization fauci and other scientists and doctors who are the people that i'm listening to i don't listen to roger goodell when it comes to uh the covid news of the day or to the guy on pennsylvania avenue who lies through his teeth and tells everybody that it's over while people are dying everywhere that nincompoop i'm done listening to that idiot i'll tell you what here's the deal I'm listening to people that know, and the people that know are saying, like, football, college and pro, 
Forget about it. It's not happening. And I'm starting to feel like it's in jeopardy. I really do. Too many people are getting sick again. Too many people are coming down with it. The spikes all over the country are very scary. And then everybody sits around worrying about their Father's Day and their protests and everything else. And I'll tell you what, I don't even think those protests help matters one bit. I understand the levity of it. I understand how serious the protests were. I agree with the protests. I have no problem with the protests other than other than the fact that millions of people were walking around in every city in the country next to each other, one inch apart, sneezing and coughing all over one another while they were yelling and shouting and spitting about uh, Black Lives Matter, which they should have been, right? Fair enough. It deserved it. But I think they're reaping uh, the, the rewards of it now. I think people everywhere are getting sick because of it. And everybody else, look, you can't even argue it. The people that went to the bars in Florida and the restaurants after it reopened the state, look what happened to all of them. They all got sick. Florida's out of control right now with the COVID. I do not trust anyone right now telling me about uh, protests. No one got sick. My ass, they didn't get sick. And here's another thing. The football season is in jeopardy. Both of them. College bro. I mean, what college team right now isn't filled with players that are sick? I mean, if I'm a parent of some kid at LSU or Clemson, a whole team's sick, and then I'm going to let him go play football for some coach? Like, are you kidding me? Like, And then in Michigan, they're not making them sign waivers. I'll tell you what, I would. I'd make them sign a waiver. They're going to sue your ass after your kid gets sick and dies. Trust me, you. So uh, I don't believe anything they say right now about the football season uh, happening. I think it's in, in serious peril. Steelers player rep Cam Hayward says that the Hall of Fame game between the Cowboys and the Steelers probably is not going to happen. And his father, Scotty, the legendary, the battering ram, Ironhead Hayward, will be honored at his alma mater of Pitt. I know that you're excited about those things. NFLPA does recommend, you were just saying, players stop working out together. Did you see Dallas Goddard take one and get blindsided, Scotty? What'd you think of that shot? Well, I think that's a that was very scary and dangerous situation. Uh, Mafia, you've you've uh, seen me get sucker punched before in public. I've been attacked and uh, in the city in New York City by some crazy fan that hated me and and stalked me and then attacked me when I came out of a garage one day. That's no fun. Uh, there's nothing worse than uh, being blindsided a hundred miles an hour with a sucker punch to your temple or to your jaw or to your head or to your face or anywhere else for that matter. So I hope that guy. I enjoys prison. I'm sure they got some uh, fun things for him to put into his garage door. <laughs> and then Ironhead Hayward. I used to watch Ironhead Hayward play at Pitt, believe it or not. That's how old I am. But I got to tell you, he was a tough mother Vareller. That guy used to run over people and step on their face. I used to love watching him. And I don't think his son's wrong. I give that Hall of Fame game zero chance of being played in Canton. President Trump over the weekend had a rally in Oklahoma, and he decided to take his wax again at the NFL and Roger Goodell. Here is the president. And explain this to the NFL. I like the NFL. I like Roger Goodell, but I didn't like what he said a week ago. I said, where did that come from in the middle of the summer? Nobody's even asking. We will never kneel to our national anthem or our great American flag, we will stand proud and we will stand tall. I thought we won that battle with the NFL. Their stadiums were emptying out. Did you see those stadiums? Took them a long time to get you back. A lot of people didn't like that, you know? A lot of people that you wouldn't even think would care that much. I've had people that I said, these are super left liberals and they didn't like it. Well, I don't think it has uh, anything to do with uh, liberals. Uh, so now the liberals are causing uh, people to kneel uh, during the national anthem. This guy just doesn't get it. He's so full of himself. It's almost it's like a, a running comedy watching this guy. He's such a buffoon. I don't care what anybody thinks either. Uh, you can rot in hell. You can have him. Go go swim with the fishes with that clown. I'll tell you what. Uh, the reason uh, get a clue, dude, why they were kneeling and get Guess what, idiot face? They're going to kneel again every single game, everywhere, and they don't care what you think. No one respects you. 
And the people that follow you are all morons. That's all there is to it. I don't care what side you're on, left or right. That guy's a liar and a thief. I don't care what anybody says. And everyone and their brother's already kneeling in sports, and they're going to do it in the NFL again. In fact, they'll do it just despite his pathetic ass. How's that sound? Five potential landing spots for Josh Gordon. If he gets reinstated, Scotty, Seattle, Tampa Bay, the Giants, New England, or Washington. Do you like any of those five for Josh Gordon if he's allowed back in? Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, Seattle I have no problem with. Uh, I don't know. Tampa, I know that I'm sure that Brady loves throwing to that guy. I don't think the Giants uh, and Morrow put up with it. And uh, the Pats, I think they might. I think they might. I mean, they did it once, right? And uh, I don't know about Washington. I love how these guys that have been suspended 15 times or that want to be traded list all the best teams in the league where they want to go. How convenient. Josh, put down the bong, bro. And honestly. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pharrell with you on Coast to Coast with Carver High, Mafia, Joe Ranieri. I, I want to do this, um, uh, John McEnroe. It's the anniversary of this epic meltdown on the grass at Wimbledon at the All England Lawn and Tennis. I love this guy's uh, tirades. I, I know a lot of people hate him. It's funny because in his broadcasting career, he actually is certainly more loved than he was as a player. As a player, he was vilified. He was the bad guy, the villain, uh, whatever you want to call him. But as a broadcaster, he and his brother have really taken over tennis, right? Along with Cliff Elliott, the Arlington on in tennis. But here's John McEnroe when he played. He was my favorite player. But you can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. That ball was on the line. Shaw flew up. It was clearly in. How can you possibly call that out? How many you can miss? He's walking over. Everyone knows it's in, in this whole stadium. And you pull it out? Explain that to me, will you? I love when he was like, if you saw the video, he's like, there's chalk flying. <laughs> because everyone knows it was in. Everyone in the whole stadium, you're an idiot. Like, explain it to me. Just tell me what, how could you possibly screw, screw that up? I used to love his meltdowns. They were the best. And smashing rackets and getting mad. Like this guy, uh, Nick Kyrgios does it. And you just, but he doesn't do it the way McEnroe did. Curious is literally the difference is, is that McEnroe was a great player, one of the all time greats with all kinds of slams, right? And then, uh, Curious, uh, the fan question was a guy asking me, do I compare him to Curious, some guy in, in Ohio? And I'm like, Dave, uh, no, I don't compare him to Nick Curious. Nick Curious is awful, but I will give you this. Nick Kyrgios definitely gets a lot more leg than McEnroe did. I think McEnroe went home to his mommy and daddy and counted his money. And I think Nick Kyrgios never wins, but he's getting all kinds of leg after his matches, which is all that matters. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.